Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jay Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, it's Thursday. How has your week been? Uh, it's been good. Really? It's been good. Are, yeah. you, are you prophesying right now? Because we're recording this on Saturday. It's always good. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, looking ahead, mm-hmm. uh, you just made a change. Yeah, I just reversed the order. Of gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm looking ahead of my week. It, it does look good. Yeah, it does look good. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be missing you since you're at the conference. Maybe you're at the convention. Right I now. might be at the. Con- I'd be on my way home. It's Thursday, so I think I'd be on my way mm. home right now. So well, uh, well I, I missed you. Did you? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. You didn't even notice I was gone. Mm-mm. You don't see me during the week anyways. No, but I get, we'll your, be in, I get your text. Yeah, you'll get just as many. You'll get more. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. You'll be, oh I'll be my texting gosh. you all the way. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you got to share stuff. See, all right, for those that don't know, you, you obviously don't know if you're not on a, uh, you don't text with Joe. Joe is a prolific texter. Not true. And Joe is a slave to the notifications. I feel compelled to answer a text when it's from somebody important to me. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. Understood. Now, what are you going to say to those people that are from our church listening right now mm-hmm. that you don't respond to? Not important to me. <laughs> uh, 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 okay, I'm goofing around. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like, listen. and, and See, it, I don't feel that. No, obviously. 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 I do not feel that. No, I, I feel I, like I will respond at at my leisure. At your leisure. Now, if it's something time sensitive. Of course. Now, it takes a few ways to get to me at that yeah, point. Yeah, because if you've got it on do not disturb all day for no good reason, then yeah, you're not going to get to it in a timely manner. So, yeah. So you should have do not disturb, but you should have like an emergency way of somebody contacting you from the church in case it is an emergency. Yeah, which Just is like, why I'm- I, I Not me. No, no, or, I'm, but I mentioned earlier. Yes. Or no, a previous pod, uh, podcast. Oh, that's right. That I think the new focus uh, for uh, the new the new iOS, iOS, yeah, yeah. I think that'll help because what you don't have, Joe, is you don't see that I'm on Do Not Disturb. So I I assume people might think he's just rude, right? Which like I would never assume, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think people so, but if they could get the notification, like, hey, he's he's got his alerts off, but if if it's an emergency, you need to push this through, hit this button, yeah. And that to me, then now again. All of my texts are emergencies. See? No, they're not. You know, some people are going to abuse that. But I think for the most part, that's probably a bit more helpful. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited for that feature. And I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I don't, it's not that I would assume the worst, but I don't know what's going on if you can't respond. But knowing like, oh, he's got it on do not disturb mode, which now I've just started to assume because you told me I'm pretty much putting it on do not disturb for portions of the day. Exactly. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But to know that, it's like, oh, okay, that's good to know. I like that. But see, I... You know, uh, what's really frustrating is like you have your door. Cl- it's like if I have my door closed in my office. Yeah. But people still knock on it. Yeah. No one does that except for my brother. Which one? Dustin. D. Dirty. I'm like, D, if my door is closed, it's it's like, it's, 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 I mean, I'm pretty busy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm really busy. I'm trying to focus on something. Uh, but, but it's probably important, though. If he's coming in, it's probably, you know, time sensitive and critical. It, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and then I've gotten to like, hey, man. This is like email worthy. <laughs> like this is e- you need to understand email worthiness and like coming to my office or a yeah. phone call because if I see my brother calls, uh, and no offense, Joe, but like if I, it, they're on the list, yeah. like if, if if I see my brother, my sibling calls, I'm like, 
Oh, I'm gonna answer that because right. maybe there's something really going on. Yeah, and, uh, and and then he'll like he'll be like ah, and he'll go through his thing. I'm like, bro, that was an email. Like I want. <laughs> I you don't to, need this conversation. Like anymore. I want you to understand. Like when I see that you call me, I'm always assuming it's important because right. it's you. Well, and today especially, especially with the younger people. Like phone calls are pretty much only emergency. Like it's yeah. always text or email. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm assuming it's it's actually really important. And and, and even then, I mean, I'm not even assuming it's important for work, though. That just, happens. It just, yeah, it's important. I, I'm assuming it's important family wise. You know what? So uh, my family and I, we all text a lot. Uh, you know, Jen doesn't respond, but but all of us do, and uh, always texting, always doing that stuff. And um, this uh, past week, I got a call from my daughter, Catherine, our oldest. Yeah. She's 20. 20. She calls my phone and I'm like, oh, no. She uh -oh. never calls. Yeah. So there's something going on. Something happened. I picked up and I'm like, what's wrong? And she goes, oh, this guy just rear-ended me. Uh, I'm in my car and this guy rear-ended me. I don't know what to do. She's never been in an accident. She's not yeah, Eli. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, totals the car. <laughs> So, um, well, actually, she did total the car. She did total my car yep. uh, when she was learning to drive. Anyways, um, so she just said, I don't know what to do. I said, it's okay. Just pull. Can you pull over? And she goes, yeah, I'm just going to pull right over here. And then, said, and then you told her, go in the, in the trunk, grab your hoodie that you leave there, and leave the car alone and walk away and make sure no one's seen you. No, that, that, that's weird. I don't know what that means. Just go ahead and dump gas on it and burn it. <laughs> so, and never. <laughs> she has a, it's a brand new car. She loves her car. This guy rendered her. And I said, okay, just go ahead and get out of the car. Keep me on the phone. Uh, and she goes, okay, he's right behind me. And so I can hear this guy get out. It's a dad. And he's like, I'm so sorry. You can hear him. I'm so sorry. It was my fault. My kids were talking and distracting me and I wasn't paying attention. And I said, that's a good first experience. At least this that was is easy. That's, you know what I mean? It wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. And, and the guy, the person's not like, <gasps> he's totally yelling. apologetic and i said hey Catherine, do me a favor put him on the phone so he, so he goes sir you know this is my name uh, i i did just rear-end your daughter here um i'm uh I'm, I'm i'm so sorry uh i said i said all right well let's uh let's let's take a look uh let's facetime so i can see if there's any damage he goes doesn't look like there's any damage but yeah facetime's a great idea let's do that so facetime and so i'm looking there's no damage and uh, I said, everybody okay? And he was like, yeah, it wasn't even really an accident. It was like a stop sign. I just kind of crawling. Um, I go, that's fine. I said, Catherine, are you okay? She's fine. And then uh, everybody walked away. I said, don't worry about it. But she called. It, there's no if. So yeah, when you get a phone call, you think, okay, this I, in this case, it, yeah. it's Except really when really I call. I'm not on the list. And how often do I call? I don't call that often. You no. call more than I do. You call more than I call. I text more than you text. I call more than you, you call? You call me more than I call you. Correct. Yes. I text you more than you text me. Yes. Yes. More than you call me to. But <laughs> <laughs> so it's still out of bounds. I know. Yeah, I know. I just, I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. You All right, listen. We got it. We're going to do a couple of quick uh, email things here. Do our mailbag. But I wanted to talk about this one first because oh. I have an update for you that I think you will like. All right. Let's so go first. Here we go. Here's the email. His name is David. Hey, Joe and Jimmy proper order of importance <laughs> could you share with us what bibles journals and planners you are using these days also do a regional conference in the southeast maybe next spring we'll see mm -hmm. all right so jimmy uh bible journal planner what's your most frequently used bible oh uh, uh the esv uh app huh yeah yeah that's what i used to that's my most commonly yep. used is the esv app. esv app yeah i use it Throughout the day, all yep, day. Yep. I, I like it because I can minimize it here. Yep. So I have it because uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm pointing at my iPad. Uh, I have it there. And then, yeah, I got I'm able yeah. to have other phone, computer, iPad. Yep. Love the ESV thing. Use it all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, or 
you know, I use when I'm in Lagos, I'm using it in Lagos then. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes. Uh, what about physical Bible? What is the most commonly used physical Bible that you use? Ah, uh, the uh, the ESV one. The ESV. Well, I know it's ESV. I know, I know, I know. I know. Thanks, Jen. I'm trying to think what it's 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 Thanks, it's Jen. a thin one. Jen does it. Hey, Jen, what are you making? Dinner. <laughs> oh, the uh, the 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 ESV the thin one the thin leather one. Yeah, we don't remember what it's called, but it's like it's like a cow skin. Or yeah, calf gator skin. skin, goat skin. Yeah, goat, goat skin, skin. devil skin. Yeah, it's a, it's a nicely bound, yeah. last year, your whole life kind of a thing. We both use that for our preaching. We forget what it's called, Omega. Uh -huh. I don't know what it's yeah, called. Yeah. yeah, I use the same thing. It's my, it's my go to one. I really do like the the uh, the preacher's Bible. Yep. That's uh, but it it's it's just too big to it's hold. It's just it's big to carry. And yeah. I think that's probably why I like the ESV app because my iPad or my phone is always with me. I do. I do. Ah, there is something about like I, I I miss the days before the internet a lot. I don't want to go back, but I miss it, right? And I because uh, I love what the benefits that we get from the internet and everything. But you had to have your Bible, man. And you had your Bible with you all the time. It was mm -hmm. always in your bag. You had a New Testament in your pocket. Always had that Bible, and it was worn, and it was red, and it was underlined. I just lo I love that. I miss that. Yeah, I remember when I spent time in uh, Uganda. I had this. It was NIV eighty four, mm -hmm. NIV eighty four, and it was a small pocket one. And man, did I beat that thing up. Love it. In my back pocket, everywhere I went. Everywhere. There's something about that tactile thing. It's worn. It's yep. used. You can see yep. it. In the app, it's always brand new. Yep. I'm just kind of, mm, mm, mm. Not the mm. same. All right. What about journal? What? Now, you've got a specific setup with your journal. Yeah, I'm just, doing I, the, the Traveler's Notebook. Okay, so just give a brief description of the Traveler's Notebook. So, Traveler's Notebook by Midori. Uh, and it's a uh, Traveler's Notebook, and it's got these little... Uh, what do you call them? Little notebooks. They're just smaller. And I got four in there, three in there. So they're about the same height as your medium-sized journal, but they're different widths. Correct. So if you're thinking of the, the A5, it's the same height, but the width is maybe uh, about a quarter off. It's a quarter narrower. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, from there, I've got, you know, blank pages in there that are for my devotions. And I've got, you know, my uh, my bullet journal is is in there as well. That's a different notebook. Uh, and then I got a planner in there as well. And so these um, these journals are what the, the Moleskine, we're going to use them because they have a particular name for it that most people would recognize. The the the, the thickness of it is the Cahier size journal. Yeah. Right? yeah so yeah, these, yeah. Are, these are sort yep. of like paperback journals that you can band together in yep. this Midori yes. thing. Now, I love what I loved about it. And you were like, you're going to do it too because you did it. Steve did it. But I can't do it because I need the full width yep. of the A5. Yeah, because I, you do your preaching from there. Right. And I so Though I, I even thought, I figured out a way. I, I was showing Steve one day. I was like, I think if as long as I have this, even if I was somewhere, I could preach from this because if I if I bound it open, then it's too wide. That then I ha I have no, but I gotta have one page one column in my here, Bible. one column there. No, it wouldn't work. No, no, too... you can't do it. Yes, yeah, because it won't be. But I'm saying if I needed to, right? Yeah, you could totally. I do can it. get away with it. Well, I just ordered a new journal, nice, which is exactly what you have, but it's A5. So it's, I need to see this. It is. Oh, no, it's not fancy leather like no, yours. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. No, no, we got to start somewhere. It's <laughs> it's super cool. <laughs> it, it's the same thing. So I would you buy the Kaye size journal, but the A5 size or the medium size, whatever it is. Sometimes it's called large, but whatever. Uh, I can get those sizes. And that way I can do, I can have, oh, my my, my preaching one, my devotional one, and like my to Like a bullet list, journal, yeah, whatever. kind of thing. Man, I'm super pumped. I am interested it's coming to on see Monday. that. I would I will like send to you a see link. that. I yeah. would like to see a link, fact, please. Wait, I can probably. Send, send me the link now. All right. Now, so one of the things I like about this, and and I think Joe's going to find, uh, so before I would have my A5, my Moleskine, 
and I would do my bullet stuff and my devotion stuff and my preaching all in one instead of yeah. carrying around three. And they're, they're pretty big. But what I like about this is uh, I can keep everything separate. And when one fills up, I'm not I'm not losing all this paper because what I would do is I would take a Moleskine and I divide it up into three sections. Right. And if one section got filled, well, now I got to just discard the rest and get a new journal mm -hmm. to start over again. Uh, this way now I'm only taking that one section that I'm using and replacing that. And that, yes. I think that's the part I really like about it. Yeah. I'm not I'm not wasting paper. Right. Like I'm not wasting uh, money. It, it, at least that's that's the way I view it. So this is called the Lockby Field Journal. Did you send it to me? I'm dro air dropping it to you right now. Oh, except so that uh, looks very nice. Yeah, that's man, you. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely that is made, you. But it whole it's got pockets and stuff, and you can fit in all those Kaye journals. The right size for me. I'm super pumped. Oh my goodness, that is very nice. So yours you like as well because it's just thin enough to like you can even squirrel it away in your back pocket. I do, yeah, so I'll walk, yeah, I'll walk around. It's yeah. like, but this is this is actually that's very nice. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm pretty pumped. So that's what we're using. And the planner, what kind of when he says he says planner, a lot of people think like you know old school planner. What what what's your planner look like? So my planner looks, um, so on the left, so it's 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 two pages. Um, Is it dates and everything already in there? So yes, it has on the left side. It's got like uh, Monday through Friday, right? And it's horizontal, or sorry, Monday through Sunday, um, and it's horizontal. And on the right side, it's blank. Nice. And so what I I like to do with it is for a lot of business stuff, uh, I've got any extra meetings that are out of the norm for me are on the, I, I write that in, and then I put my notes from that meeting on that side. Right. So that way I've got my business stuff right there together. Um, and then I've got separately, you know, my devotions and stuff like yeah. that and bullet. I so like the idea of of, of it. And I, I was like, it won't work now. I'm gonna try. No, so, I think yeah, I think I'll that be, might work for you. I'm I think gonna, that's a I think that's a really good. I think that's nice, Joe. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be hitting you up for some tips. Yep. All right, David. That's what we're doing. Um, all right, we got an email from Juan. You want to take this one? There can be only Juan. Oh, there's more than one Juan. Here we go. Come on, that was good. It was Juan Pablo Salsa Seltzer. Subject ministry. Since I was in middle school, I have felt a call to ministry. From that time to now, my sophomore year in college, that call has crystallized and become increasingly powerful. I very strongly feel called to pursue pastoral ministry. However, since my first job and now about a year into my second job, both secular, I have become increasingly dissatisfied. While my true satisfaction comes from the Lord, and while I know I must diligently and without grumbling do what God has currently set before me, it is, <clears throat> it is hard not to despair that I may, may never see a position in full-time ministry. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm aware that I haven't really been working for very long and I'm probably being dramatic, but working in a secular job is honestly depressing for me. It's not very hard work, but it's not what I feel called to and it's honestly pretty lonely. Now I get to the point, I honestly have no idea how to find a position in ministry. I would feel bad for asking a church, namely my own church, for a job. I honestly have no idea where to begin, but I feel that I need to get out of my secular job quickly for fear that I may become complacent and never fulfill the desire which I believe was placed in my heart by God. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, take it. Also, what does it say? Jimmy is the podcast wife. Mm. Thank you. You are welcome. Thank, thank am, you, Juan. I'm not answering. And that's one of your people recognizing this. I am not answering. <laughs> 
he gets nothing from me. All right. So let's take it uh, uh, section by section. Mm-hmm. Um, you've sent, you felt a strong call to ministry. Uh, and now you're in your sophomore year in college. And uh, the calling is very, very clear now for you. It's very crystallized. I hope that this means, but I'm not sure if it does, that uh, that other people are confirming this calling, namely your local church and local church leaders. Yeah. This is a really important aspect of clarifying your calling. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. But you're saying that in your secular work that you're in right now, you're dissatisfied because you know you're called to do something else. You're specifically called to go into ministry. And so right now, you're in this waiting period. Mm. Um, number one, that's normal. Everybody goes through that. People that are called to ministry don't typically jump right into ministry. They, was it raining out there? Yeah, it's raining hard. Okay. Sorry, it took me off, it caught me off guard. So um, everybody, Paul had to wait, man. Mm. The apostle Paul had to spend years hiding and, and training and studying before he went into ministry. The people wait before they have to be prepared. And here's the point. If you're not in ministry right now, then in one way or another, you're not ready for ministry now. God has you waiting, incubating, learning, growing, getting stronger, getting to the place where you are prepared or fitted for this ministry calling. Mm. So that's normal and it's good. Uh, You just have to recognize that what you're experiencing is a good thing, right? Because if you could be satisfied doing anything else other than ministry, then I would encourage you to do that thing that satisfies you. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't be, I have to do ministry, right? That's just, it's, I, I, you know, if, if, if it was taken away, it would be so hard because nothing else satisfies me the way that ministry does. I could do a few other things, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe not, uh, but I think I could do a couple of other things, but that, that's a normal, that's a, that, that's what every preacher or pastor senses. So I know it can be depressing, um, but God has you there. As long as you stay connected to the local church and you pursue the development of your gifts and you take every opportunity that God gives you to minister, uh, you will grow hungrier for ministry. I don't think that you will punk out and then not pursue it in the end. Yeah. So getting to the next part then, Mm -hmm. because I think Joe alluded to this, your local church should be affirming this. Your local church should be involved. So while you might not be asking for a job, and you know what? I don't think you should be asking for a job. That to me... that to me is is always eh, not a red flag. It's not a red flag, but I definitely take a step back mm-hmm. um, because what I'd like to see from people within my church yep. is I want to see them like actually have a conversation and say, hey, uh, I'm sensing this call to ministry. I want to explore that with you. And if yeah. there's opportunities for me to come alongside and and, and volunteer while I'm being trained, like I, I want this mentorship. I want right. this accountability. I would say at this point, you should be uh, engaging the leadership yep. and finding a way to be growing in these gifts and, and and volunteering. Yeah, I know a lot of young people can't like they're impatient. Yeah, they, you know a lot of these guys come out of college, they got their Bible, they're all of a sudden ready for senior pastor role. You know what I mean? Like they, right. they, they, they slow down, and you got to put in your time. You're and listen, I'm not I'm not trying to be harsh, but you're a sophomore in college, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, you, you've got a lot of time. You got a lot of time. You've got a lot of time to grow and develop, and you need a lot of time to grow and develop. And so and that, that's going to happen within a local church. Yes. So you should be engaging because that your pastor then is going to be able to help you look for a church when it's time. And they're right. going to tell you, hey, it's time. Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, at my last church, um, while a, a number of people, and there's a lot of reasons why I left and, and came back to Chicago, 
but one of the main ones was because the uh, the pastor that I trusted uh, had said, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Like you're not ready and there's more training that you need. There's some more formalized training that you need. I took that to heart. Yeah. Now, I don't think he liked the result of it because I left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, for me to pursue this calling, I needed to go and and continue and formalize my education. Now, that might not be for you. That might not be for everybody. For me, I was able to have that opportunity mm. to be able to formalize that that training as well as you know plug in where I could yeah. at the local church level. Yeah, you're 100% right, Jimmy. I totally agree. Um, you say you have no idea where to begin. Start talking to your leaders and say, simply put, I feel called to ministry. Can you help me? Can you yeah. help me get prepared? Are there opportunities for me to serve here? Um, can you, when, when I'm ready, can you help me find a, a place to serve? Like, yeah. you know, whether that's here or somewhere else, man, I'm open, but like, you yeah, gotta- so my pastor, we sat down, uh, he was, uh, Leland Botsett. We sat down, uh, weekly to discuss what does it mean to be called? Yeah, it's good. Let's, let's go through. What does it mean to be called to ministry? And we mm. would walk through that. Yeah. Is this a real calling or sometimes people get emotional and they think, they think, oh, I'm a believer. This is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And so also uh, just start networking with other uh, other leaders or pastors that, you know, in the community, uh, you know, stay connected to your church. Don't don't bail on your church. Right. Unless yeah, you unless you need the transfer to a different church because they can they're not going to help you in your preparation or something. And well, And there's a difference called. between they're not going to help you because they're not equipped. Right. And they're not going to help you because you're not ready. Right. Totally, totally different thing. So if you're called and uh, but they're just not going to do anything for you and you need the transfer somewhere else, that's fine. But the point is, be faithful to your local church, invest there, let them help you. But then get to know other pastors, uh, young pastors and old pastors. You want to know both. You want to know people that are green and just got in and you're going to want to know people that have been in it for decades. Yeah, because you can really learn a lot from them. And so to answer your your maybe your most important sort of uh, implied question. Uh, yes, you are being dramatic. You big drama mama. No, no, we totally get it, man. And, um, Juan, uh, we would say, and obviously there's some wisdom that you need. Yeah. You need wisdom because you're assuming I'm the podcast wife. I don't know. I feel like that's wisdom from the Lord. I don't believe so. You lack wisdom. You ask for it. God gives it to you. Boom. Jimmy's the podcast (laughs) wife. All right, Joey. Last one. All right. This is, uh, from Jacob and Jacob says the subject of the email is when God says no, Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Hi, guy. Love the work you're doing. So I won't beat around the bush. I listened to Jimmy's sermon on witnesses. Great, by the way. Mm. Nicely done. Thank you, Jacob. But I wanted to ask capital A. I wanted to ask something not covered in it. I think would make a good topic. And Thanks for critiquing my sermon, bro. <laughs> what do we do when Gid... Hold on. He said, and should be more talked about. There you go. <laughs> so he says, what do we do when Gid says... Now, who's Gid? I'm confused on that. Gideon. Oh, he's talking about Gideon. Gideon. Okay. Oh, wait, he means God. God, I get it. Okay. yes. What do we do when God says no to the things that seemingly would be in line with his will? Example, I had a friend who lost his wife to homosexuality, and she continues on, and they're divorcing. Now uh, he has had at least 100 people praying for her. What do we do with things like that? Hmm. When God says no to something that seems to fit in line with his revealed will. Did I talk about when God says no? I don't remember. I wasn't listening. <laughs> This last sermon, two witnesses. Yeah, I was drawing a picture of you. I'm trying to think of the context in this sermon. Well, you he's talking, he's referencing the section where you were talking about prayer. And how ah, God the power prayers. of the church. Yeah, yeah. Power of the church. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I did not talk about when God says no. Because I kept talking about as long as we're praying with within the will of God. Right. Right? Um, okay, no, no, I can understand that. Yeah, 
What do we do when God says no uh, with things that are seemingly uh, they're in line with his will? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a hard one. That's a there's, hard one because there's a lot of good things that we pray for. We would assume God's going to answer this. I, I know of individuals that have been, like you mentioned here, praying for their marriage. And I would think, okay, maybe that's seemingly in line with his would, his will, you know, wanting this reconciliation, wanting, um, uh, wanting this repentance. Yeah. Right. Clearly, because he, he commands it, right? We yeah. know it's we know it's his will. So it's it's helpful to think about the will of God in two ways. And in, in any good systematic theology will break this down for you. The will of God is spoken of in Scripture in two basic ways. Uh, there is his will of precept and his will of purpose. The will of precept is his revealed will that uh, is seen in commands most commonly, right? So uh, to repent, to believe, to love, to serve, to share, right, to be kind. Uh, the things that God tells you to do, that that is his will, mm -hmm. right? We, mm -hmm. we, we get that. Um, but then there is his will of purpose, and this is his sovereign will. In other words, that which he has decreed, that which is going to come to pass. And so when we pray, we must pray in accordance with his revealed will. Uh, but praying in accordance with his revealed will does not guarantee the the outcome that we're asking for. We have to pray in accordance with his secret will or his will of purpose in order for that to come about. And that you don't know. You don't know what that is until the end. So we always pray in accordance with his revealed will. And and when we do, I pray with belief. I, I believe God is going to do this because it's in accordance with his revealed will, understanding that his sovereign will does not always uh, effectuate or bring about the, the things that he commands because he doesn't force people to obey his revealed will. Mm. Uh, he, uh, we choose, we work, we deny, we reject, we love, we hate. So um, when you are praying, you, you, wanna, you wanna pray in accordance with what we know God loves and God delights in. So we pray for conversions, right? Uh, yeah. And it's yeah. not the will of God that any should perish, but that all should come to faith. Uh, so I pray that lost people are going to get saved. I pray for specific people, and I believe that God is going to do it. And if he doesn't do it, I understand that his sovereign will, his will of purpose, uh, is bringing about a plan that is better than my plan, even if it's hard. And I think one of the things to take away is uh, that the ways of God are not the ways of man. He is it, His ways mm -hmm. are hard to understand. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, we're going to struggle making sense of it because he seems to have these two wills in a, in, in a sense. And it leaves us you know, not just asking questions at times, but at times we're frustrated. And you see this in the Psalms. The psalmists are frustrated because it's like, hey, man, Lord, we know what your will is. Well, how come you aren't making it all happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, well, because my God would say my sovereign will is bringing about something greater. Uh, and in the end, uh, I, everything is going to be made right. There will be justice in the end. But for now, I have I have a different plan that you may not totally understand. At least that's a part of the way that I would answer it. So you're talking about like trusting. Right. Like, yeah. Trusting. I mean, I would also say then um, continue in, in praying in humility. Right? Yeah. Uh, knowing that that we are not God, you are not God. Um, and that even the act of prayer should be coming with this humble posture. Yeah. Uh, now, we do believe and, and trust that God hears and that God will move according to his will. And so we we bring these uh, these requests just in full humility. Yeah. Even knowing just to be able to stand or to be able to to be able to pray, to be able to pray before the throne of God is an act of grace by our God that he yeah. hears us and he, he listens to us he cares and he cares enough yeah. for us. Um, 
And yeah, he's going to move as as he deems it for whatever purpose, according to his sovereign will. Remember what, how Jesus prayed, Lord, let this cup pass before me, but not my will, but thy will be done. Yeah. That's how we pray. Well, this is my heart. I know that you don't like affliction of the innocent or the righteous, which is what Jesus was about to yep. experience. Yep. And yet it was a part of God's sovereign plan. So not my will, but your will ultimately be done. So the will of God is sometimes... You know that which is commanded and revealed uh first thessalonians 4 4 maybe i'm i'm just grasping here uh but i think it says something like uh, this is the will of god your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality all right so that's the will of god you pray in accordance with that but sometimes it is um god's sovereign will that is spoken of in scripture right um and that uh we, we pray for uh and we submit ourselves to recognizing that uh that that's a secret thing that belongs to him and we yeah. generally most of the time don't know okay. it until it's until it happens yeah so i would also then say continue praying right mm -hmm. like just continue praying continue praying continue praying i mean it is listen one of the my, my favorite work on prayer is probably john bunyan's treatise on prayer you can get it as a puritan paperback we referenced it earlier this week um great easy to read very thorough there are a few books that I've read. There's really three books that I've read that have been the most influential on me when it comes to my understanding and hopefully my practice of prayer. And John Bunyan is one of them. His definition alone is worth the price of the book. Um, and he's going to walk you through that definition the whole way. Because you, you want to understand the value of prayer is not just in God answering you, but it's in God, like Jimmy said, hearing you. It's in yeah. you communing with God. It's you. It's that dependence upon Him. Yeah, learning to trust Him. That's what you're doing in prayer. Yeah, you're you're basically in prayer, constantly pleading for grace. You're pleading for that which you don't deserve, and that orients you to trust Him, so that you you're okay. Hmm. You're okay with His ultimately wise and good decision. Yeah. When, when there, a, there's this molding of you. Yeah, and it's like you know when your kids like, hey. I want to, you know, my kids are always like, hey, can I watch this movie? Can I watch this show? Uh, and like Maddie will ask, hey, can I watch this movie? Can I watch this show? And it's usually like, no, you can't. And she's like, well, why not? My friends watch it. And we're like, well, because it's not age appropriate for you. Um, and it's it's not good for you to watch that show. And hopefully she understands. And most of the time she's really good. In fact, I, all the time she's really good about it. But hopefully she understands, hey, you know what? They're not trying to be mean. They're actually looking out for me. And their plan is better than my plan. Now, it's not a one-for-one one illustration, but the point is, is we have to learn to trust God uh, when he does say no, because his no is ultimately going to be good, even if we can't reconcile how that is in our current situation and experience. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh pod and video content uh, over at the website. Yeah, we we got that exclusive banter of truth on Tuesdays, weekday mm -hmm. wisdom, Monday through Friday. Head on over to DoctrineDevotion.com slash all access and sign up today. Later. Mm -hmm.